Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast together with show notes via our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Tim Hughes. Tim is universally recognized as the world leading pioneer of social selling, and he is currently ranked number one by Onalytica as the most influential social selling person in the world. He is also co-founder and CEO of Digital Leadership Associates and co-author of the best-selling books, Social Selling, Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, and Smarketing, How to Achieve Competitive Advantage Through Blended Sales and Marketing, both published by Kogan Page. Hi, Tim. Wonderful to have you on the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. So we have been talking uh, online for a while. Why don't you just give a little bit of background, Tim, as to your experience, how you came to social media, how you are a truly connected leader? Uh, yeah, thank you, Michelle. It's, it's great to be here. Really excited um, and have a chat. Um, yeah, it, it's so, so. I've been on doing social for about ten years, um, and um, I was actually being told by a, a um, by a, a manager at a, a previous company that we needed to be on social, um, and I put it off for about six months, and then and then joined up, um, and then started to enjoy it. Um, fast forward a bit, um, we're back in twenty fifteen. Um, the company that I was working for. Uh, big US software company, we we suddenly found that we were not relevant anymore. And um, we uh, we found that um, we were an on-premise company and, and all of our competition had basically sneaked up on us and they were all cloud companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way of selling, we were used to 18-month sales cycles where there would be some sort of RFP. And if you made a mistake, it didn't really matter because you had 18 months in which in, in which to correct it. Um, still all about relationships. And then we took on a, a sales guy from um, one of our competition. And he said they closed on the first meeting. And and kind of at that point, I realized that the whole of the, all of my, my world was basically crumbling and I had to go to the VP and I got him to repeat it. And it was like, we need to do something and do it now. Um, and we went through a complete transformation of the sales team. Um, we got them to, to tr- we tried to get them to throw away PowerPoints and use whiteboards. Um, we taught them about storytelling and we taught them um, a very rudimentary way of building relationships with people on social and prospecting on social. Um, and, and I was very lucky that the VP of sales um, believed in leading from the front. So he was, you know, when we announced the whiteboard, it was him that did the whiteboard at the front. Um, in front of the 60 salespeople and it was him that went on social and was and um right. and, and while that required an awful lot of coaching to get him to do all of those things he did it yeah um and the people followed and we ended up rolling out that social selling program across the whole of europe um where the europeans would allow us to do it um so um it's amazing how that people you know people now talk about cloud or cloud computing as if it was like normal, but you know, back in 2015, yeah. you know, when you know, we we just saw the whole world just, you know, the, the rug was completely pulled from under us. Yeah, 
And, and I suppose it's very timely now, isn't it, when we're amidst this, this pandemic and uh, a lot of people, I think, are going to be feeling who aren't as digitally literate and digitally connected as maybe they should be are going to feel a little bit like their rugs have been pulled from under them. Yeah, there's a um, there's an old um, safety um, film that used to, was made by the UK government about spotting someone drowning, and um, and, and it was done with an English sense of humour. So there was a certain amount of tongue in cheek where these people were watching this person drowning, and they were saying, "Oh look, that person's waving their arms in the air," <laughs> yeah. uh, and "Oh look, they're shouting at me." Oh, and of course the person was actually shouting, help. Oh, let's wave back, they said. And what I'm seeing at the moment is an awful lot of people, they realise they now need to do something. Yes. And they don't know what to do. So people are posting on, on LinkedIn and, and hoping that will be that will happen. Now, it's been interesting for us because what we've found is actually some of our pipeline has accelerated. So there's a number of deals that we've been working on where there was always another priority that they, they had difficulties justifying the business case. And then they, they rang us up on the Wednesday and said, we need you here on Friday. Yeah. We said, we're not available on Friday. We, but so, and that's a, a, a management consultancy company. You know, if you think about management consultancy, it's always been about face-to-face. Yes. It's always been about golf umbrellas um, yes. and, um, you know, uh, you, you, the relationships. And now they can't, they can't go to the golf course and, and, and build those relationships. Um, and the same with uh, one of the companies is a, um, uh, a SaaS company. Again, they're in a situation with all of my connections were to do with face-to-face meetings, taking yeah. people to the pub or yeah. taking people for a beer or whatever, and they can't do that. And how are they going to build relationships and prospect, uh, find additional people to talk to? Um, in the current climate. And the only way that you're going to do that is through digital. Yeah, absolutely. Well, social selling. Yeah. So I want to talk about social selling in a moment because some people, you know, hear the term and some people aren't clear. Well, what does that mean? You know, does it mean I have to put a load of ads out on social media? Does it, you know, what are, what are they talking about? And one of the things uh, I know when I wrote Myths with Ian, one of the chapters um, that I wrote was about one of the myths we were busting was around online and offline networking Hmm. and was there a difference between online and offline networking and were the relationships that were manifested because as you were saying all of those relationships from the consultancy from a sales perspective it's it's the schmoozing it's the let's get out onto the golf course let's take them to the rugby let's you know do take them to restaurants whatever Um, and it's about that face-to-face connection and what was interesting when I did some research around online versus offline and and it's difficult to find studies actually where people have measured the uh, success of an online relationship versus an offline relationship but where they had done that was in marriage and in dating and there's a very big piece of research that had been done over like a 15-year period by MIT and the the um, conclusion was that actually those couples that had met online were actually more successful and had stayed together than those marriages that had just met and had come together. And it's a, the beautiful thing about online networking is the selection process, isn't it? You can, you can see what's going on. You can see who it is that you need to be connected with. You can see who it, how and what they're doing so that you can actually connect with those that are like-minded, but also 
even if they're not like-minded, but you still need to be doing business with them, you can see their interest, you can see their tone of voice, you can see what they're talking about, and you can you can learn, well, what's the best way to approach this? So There, there are differences, very much so. Um, uh, the thing about online is you can do it at scale. Yes. Uh, uh, and so if you're doing it face-to-face and you go into a room of 200 people, how many of those 200 people can you actually really talk to? And how, and how do you find... How do you know of those 200 people that are the ones that are going to be of use to you? Exactly. And you don't. So you walk up to somebody and they go, oh, I've just spent 10 minutes with somebody that yep. does exactly what I do. Um, so um, the, the thing about being online is that um, it, 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 enables, it enables you to do it and it enables you to do it at scale. And um, it, it's not, uh, the thing is, it's not just about posting. No. You know, it's about having conversations. You know, I'm, uh, there. You know, I've won business because I've made a comment on something on social, and someone said. I mean, I just got off a phone call from somebody, and the reason why they're talking to me is because I made a comment on something, and one of their friends says you need to talk to that person. Um, and um, so, 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 so that's that. The, the, there are differences that 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 are. That are that are key, and I think the thing about social is that, is that you are able to do things far more efficiently. So the great example that, that all salespeople have and all companies have is that we have to run around at the top of the funnel talking to people that will never buy from us. Yes. And they won't buy from us because they either don't like us, um, they don't have the budget, um, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons. But the problem is, is that we, and we call it qualification, but actually, it's a load of time spent wasting time. You know, we only have 200 days a year, 220 days a year, where we can actually make our number. So we need to find a way of, of actually sorting out the week from the chaff. Yes. On social, I can write my LinkedIn profile in a way that the people that, that, that it will be divisive. Yes. And it's divisive on purpose. And I can create content which is divisive on purpose. And the reason for that is because if you don't like it, you're never going to buy from me. Yeah. And and therefore, I'm able to weed out the people that um, that uh, are never going to buy. I'm also in a position because we all know, we all have mobile phones. We, 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 we know that we can sit down and we can buy something. Yep. So, you know, I uh, um, I know it's pre-COVID nineteen, but we have BMW. We have a BMW dealer as a client. Uh, in November, they got twenty eight pieces of inbound. Uh, that's people coming to them and saying, "We'd like to buy a BMW." They converted fourteen of those. So, what's fourteen times yeah. fifty thousand dollars or pounds? It doesn't matter. They they made seven hundred thousand dollars or pounds for zero marketing budget, and. And it's the same month that Jaguar went to the marketplace and said, we're halting production because we're not selling. Mm. Yeah. Now, so that, that shows that, you know, one person's winning and one person's clearly losing. Yes. But what they're doing is what you're able to do is that you're able to um, write in a particular way to get people to come to you and realize that you're the, 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 the um, solution. solution to their yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. And when they come to you, I, I've always used BANT, which is budget, authority, need, and timescale. When they do come to you, they, they will have looked at the competition so they know they have the budget. Um, they know they have a need. 
they may not have the authority, but they will take you to the person that has the authority. Yep. And they know the timescale. So you're getting fully banned leads free of charge. Mm. Why wouldn't you do that? Powerful. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's you know, you're, and that's not about that's not about just posting. You won't get that by just posting. You have to have a methodology, a very clear process of you do this, you do this, you do this, and you get that result. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that um, that the, there's so many people out there drowning, throwing their arms around, screaming for help, and you can see that they don't know what to do. Yes. And that. And, and what, what that means is that they're just throwing stuff out and putting posting stuff and hoping something will happen. Yeah. And we know ever since, I think probably one of the first thing that we were ever told in business was that hope isn't a strategy. No. Um, and and people need, and I, and I know that people will say, I'm going to try and do this myself. You won't. You need to get help to do it. Yeah. Um, and, um, but once you do, you will get you will get results and it will easily pay for itself. Exactly, exactly. So talk us through, because social selling, this concept, um, and as you say, this concept of being visible, it's not about posting. You know, I refer to that as desperately filling the feeds, you know, filling the feeds. It's just, you know, it's it's just filling the feeds. It's just like, for what purpose? You know, there isn't that purpose. There isn't a structure. There isn't an end goal. There isn't a strategy. You know, stop doing it. Um, it, 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 It isn't about filling the feeds and just putting anything out there. The mistake... The mistake that people make about content is that they think content is the similar to the sort of top of the funnel marketing. Yes. Thing, which is if we throw enough content at the wall, some of it will stick. Yeah. You can actually, content is your, um, is, is in effect your, can be that, or you can be using content to influence and you can be using content to create action. You know, we've all written emails where we need, you know, Michelle, I need you to do this next Thursday. And you come back to me and say, well, I'm full. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you basically have to write because I need you to do something. And we've all done that in business to get it's action based. Yes. And, and, and we can be using content as one to multiple people. We can be using content as one to many, as in maybe a business or a industry, and we can be using content. So in the past, you would have rung somebody up and said, so you're going to buy this or not? And now you can actually use content as a way of actually, I I write blogs for a person. Yes. Um, They don't know that. Yes. Because you may read that blog and go, and, and it may actually be, but, but it will be because I'm trying to get a person to do something and, and you can use it as a way. You can use content as a way of closing deals just as much as you can to, 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 to basically start deals off. Absolutely. I mean, it, Sorry, it, Michelle, it, I jumped in. No, it's all about that content exactly down the funnel, isn't it? From lead, from, you know, from awareness through to consideration, through down to conversion you yes. know it, it can work at, at all those different levels some content is designed for that some content is then drawing them down and of course you'll have this flow so talk to us a little bit about the process of social selling then because we understand the concept the concept of social selling is around the fact that it isn't about it isn't about the direct do this by this you know and the old-fashioned this is about building relationships continuously, isn't it? And about always drip, 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 you know, 
keeping people on the ball, listening to them, understanding them, uh, understanding triggers, you know, where there's an opportunity that you can jump in from that listening and then engaging, you know, networking in that way. So, you know, I, I may not be articulating that as smoothly as, as you will. So just give us that overview and, and the key steps around social selling, the critical things for people. We, 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 we need to remember that, that our, our um, customers and prospects are online. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing we can do to stop that. No. And, you know, whether you believe, you know, there's the, the Gartner um, uh, research that shows that people are 57% of the way through the buying process before they contact a salesperson. Now, it doesn't matter whether you believe that or not. The fact of the matter is we all use our mobiles and we use it to buy stuff. Um, and we will be doing that whether we're spending um, a million dollars or whether we're spending or we're buying a BMW, we still do it and we will still research things. Um, so the first thing that you, there's, there's three things that you need to start with social selling. The first thing you need is uh, your shop window, which is your profile. So you need to have a profile on social. Now, um, if it's B2B, it would be something like LinkedIn. It, it, you know, it could be Facebook. It could be uh, Instagram. This is not you saying, hey, I'm the best salesperson in the world. And once I get my teeth into you, you're never going to get go. You're never going to, um, um, I'm never going to let go. Yeah. Because this is about you being empathetic with the buyer. You need to show that you understand their business issues. Now, if you think about what a business, whenever you talk to a client, the first thing you do in the first five or 10 minutes is you express your expertise about why you should be sitting there in front of the clients. You know, I've been in this business for 20 years. I've been, um, you know, um, we've, we've done work with waste management company, you know, waste management people. And there's people there. Oh, yeah, I've been waste management for 20 years. Oh, and I know a particular type of, you know, getting uh, rid of waste in for syringes and stuff. And they immediately justify that, their, that to you. It's like, yes. well, get it on your profile. Yeah. Because because if I'm searching um, as a buyer and looking for someone that's going to help me, I'm looking for someone who's going to be an expert. I'm, I'm looking for someone that's going to help me go down that, that buying process. Yes. And it's a bit like walking in the days when we could walk down high streets. You look in a shop window. If there's nothing there that you was in, of interest to you, you'll walk onto the oh, next well. shop. Yeah. And your LinkedIn profile is your profile. It's up 366 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Everybody is looking at your profile or could look at your profile. Yeah. So you need to have a, a, a good LinkedIn profile, what we would call buyer-centric, so based around what a buyer wants. The next thing you want is a network. Most people have their network is ex-colleagues and recruitment consultants, which is interesting but not much use. And what you need to do is – Take all of your contacts and put them online. Mm -hmm. So sit next to my, uh, my desk here. I've got a big stack of business cards. And what you need to do is get, take all your business cards and connect to the people on LinkedIn. Um, connect to all the prospects. Connect to all the people you'd love to sell to. Connect to all your customers. Connect to all the people that will influence those customers. Yes. Anybody that you can think of, you need to connect to them. And the reason for that is the third thing, which is you need to create, you need to have content. You can do two things. One is you can curate it so you yep. can find content. So, for example, you listen to this podcast that, um, that um, Michelle has created and you think that was really useful. 
I'm going to share that with the people in my network because I think it's really important. And I think if they listen to that, they will learn something. Yes. So that's, that's where you can, you can curate content and, and share this podcast or other content. I'll just use that as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, we do want, that's good. We would want you to share the yeah. podcast. Yes, but, please. But yeah, or you can create the, 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 the um, uh, you can create content yourself. And one of the things that we do is that we teach salespeople how to create simple content, three, 500 word blog. Um, we had a guy, um, one sales guy, write a blog the other day. Um, he had 30 likes on it. Um, so, uh, 30 likes t- and that then when, when you like on something LinkedIn. On, on LinkedIn, yeah. Yep, so when, when you, when you like something, I know you know this, but I'm going to explain when yep. you like something on LinkedIn, it goes through your network. Yeah. So the average person on LinkedIn has 500 connections. So if you take 30 and multiply it by 500, yep. that gives you some idea of the number of people that could have seen that. Um, uh, piece of content. Now, not only will his network have seen it, but his network's network will have seen it as well. Um, And it's a very simple blog about the fact that he's actually spending more time with his family. Um, He's not commuting into London and it takes him, you know, 45 minutes and he's actually spending that time at home. And everybody can understand it and it wouldn't have taken him very long to actually write it. But the fact of the matter is that he's converted the 30 minutes, an hour that it took to write it to the time, if you think about the time that people actually read it, so it takes three minutes times the, the 30 likes or whatever the number of people. Yeah. You know, that's an efficiency of time Yes. Um, where you're making that conversion. So um, another client of ours, they've re- he wrote one blog about working for his company. He got 40 applicants um, uh, for jobs and he saved... Um, half a million dollars in recruitment fees. Purely, you know, so this is, so so we're using content not just to sell, but we're using content as a way of getting what we want or, or going where we want to go. Absolutely. Um, and so, so the three things, which is about your profile, about network, the bigger your network or the, the more people in the network, the more people then that will see your content and will see your message. The better that you, the better your network, the more likelihood that they will take the content. So Michelle has a very strong network. There's a lot of people that love Michelle and they will take her videos and put them through their network. So David Taylor, for example, who is her co-author on your, was it your first book? Yes. And uh, David shares everything that Michelle does. So yes. she can be guarantee that, that, that David that will go through David's network. And this is how you propagate your message and your story through the, the, the networks. And this is the power of networks of, it's not just about who you know, and who Michelle knows, but it's about who David knows, and then who Tim Hughes knows, and and this is how you how organisations propagate their message out, and you cannot do that through advertising, cold calling, and sending spammy emails. No, no, and the power of if you've got sales teams, and you know if you've got a sales team of 50, 30, you know I've just done some work recently with um, a group of regional business directors, you know, and they all look after different territories and they were not connected to each other. So, you know, I mean, on LinkedIn, they were doing their own things, but they were not actually connected through the organization. They weren't connected to the organization, so they weren't sharing the organization's content, pushing that out to their networks. And then they weren't sharing content 
between each other, you know. The, the first thing you need to do uh, if you're watching this is connect to everybody in your company. Yes. Because you need to you need to be sharing each other's networks because you've got a common purpose. Exactly. Stuff and and by the way, it doesn't matter. You don't just have to be in sales. Um, you know, yeah. we. You know, it, it could be that it's it's actually the the janitor is connected to the CEO because it's a brother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and you won't know unless you're connected to the janitor that 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 you could go to her and say, can, how how can we get a meeting with the CEO? Yeah. Well, it's my brother-in-law. Of course, yeah. you can get a meeting with them. Why didn't you ask me before yeah. that? Why yeah. didn't know? And what, 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 when they actually visually started, and because that's the beauty of it, you can visually then see who's connected and you can, you can visually see all those links that you just can't see, you know, you can't, you don't know how, who I'm connected to, but you know, and who is in my head and how many people I've engaged with over the years, but you can see a lot of that visually through, through some of the networks. And when people then start to be able to visualize and see, I mean, I've had people come back to me and said, oh my goodness, I've been trying to speak to that person you know to get to that person for a long time and and it turns out that johnny over there is completely you know has this great relationship with that person yes you know so it is it does manifest all of all of that as well what about tim i mean obviously you know that sounds and it is you're right you've got to have the strong profile build out your network get your message and your content right and and keep at it you know consistently uh, and be consistent uh, and and be ears and eyes open at the same time, isn't it? You've got to be that fundamental aspect of of listening to what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and and it, 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 some some people in sales um, don't like the fact that we we talk about helping people. Yeah, but, you know, if if you've been stitched up by a salesperson, you will remember the person because um, you will remember to, to to not recommend them. Yeah. But if if you're helping. You know, this this podcast is about helping. You know, I'm I'm explaining to people how they can get started in social. Yeah. This is yeah. this is you know, and and some people hopefully will walk away from that and go, I feel motivated to do something. Tim has helped me, and yeah. if you think that that Tim has helped me, you're more likely to ring me up and say, Tim, you helped me on this. Can you help me, or can you help my brother-in-law, or whatever? Yes. And there's some sort of like a macho thing about salespeople not helping. It's, it's rubbish. I, I mean, I've, I've been in sales for, for, for a few years, and one of the first things you learn is actually by helping people. I mean, yeah. you know, when my customers, I always help them generate leads for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because because it, 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 it's, 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 you know, um, things move on. It's, it, you know, if you help somebody, it helps somebody and then, and then it all works all the way around. It's business karma, isn't it? Yeah, yeah karma, that's the word. I'm yeah. trying to remember the word, karma. Yeah. It's, it's like business karma, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's great. So what about, um, what's the view, because I mean, we've all been there when you connect with somebody on LinkedIn. I mean, I have five, six, you know, connection messages this just this morning. And there'll be more, you know, they happen all the time, don't they? And you can tell sometimes where people aren't, you, you know, I mean, I get that salespeople are trying to make sales, but sometimes they do, you know, it infuriates me if I get uh, a message, I think they're either being extremely rude or they just haven't bothered to look at my profile. Well, they'll say, do you need some help with your social media? You yeah, know, I get them as well, yeah. We're an agency, da, 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 da. I mean, that kind of gives social selling the concept of it. You, you know, you can see why people would think, hang on a minute, I don't want to be doing that. You know, that is that is 
spam, isn't it? It is. It is it's spam. It's not social selling. I mean, it's, 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 it's basically cold calling on a social network. Yes. So, so there's two two main differences. If you take if you take um, legacy sales and marketing, so uh, advertising, cold calling, um, sending out emails, it's all based on interruption. And it's all based on, so I will interrupt you, you know, I've got to get, you know, it's like I've got to get a report out from a manager. I've got this big spreadsheet, the phone rings and someone then broadcasts to me and pitches to me. Yeah. You know, I do, I don't need this right now, you know, and, and all of those things, advertising, um, uh, cold calling and email are all based on interruption. The same, and, and what people do is that they go, ah, well, that's what social selling is. What I'll do is I'll take interruption and put it onto social and it's not. No. Cold calling on a social network. Social selling is based on permission. When someone connects to you, you are giving them permission to have a conversation with you. So, so first and foremost, if someone looks spammy, they will be spammy. I can assure you that. And don't connect to them. And the more, uh, uh, and, and if someone comes and pitches to you and you don't like it, then there's nothing wrong in blocking them. No. The more people that do this, the more people will stop doing it. Yes. Yeah? Um, and, and so... Um, if you come to me and pitch to me, you you will get blocked. Yes, and you get report. I actually report you to to to, to LinkedIn, and then I block you. Yeah, and I do that because I can. Yes, uh, and um, and that's not the way that we work. What we do is that we should be building a relationship. Now, there's nothing wrong in coming to me, and you know. So, if you want to get a connection, the best thing to do is to find two things which are um, which are we have in common. Because we do that, you know, as soon as you get on a phone call with somebody or you go to a networking meet- meeting, you go, where are you come from? So, oh, yeah, I went to university there and or my mum goes there. See, we, we all do that because it yeah. helps build a relationship and trust. Um, and um, but, but if someone comes and pitches to you, then it's that's over. Yeah. What we want is... Um, someone to take, you know, if for me, for me to build a relationship with you... I have to be interested in you. Yeah. I don't like using the, the dating um, analogy, but you don't go to a date and talk about yourself. No. It, you generally don't get second dates if you do that. No. You generally go, what do you do? Yeah. Where did you go on holiday? You may not listen to the answer. That doesn't matter. Well, you should do, but you need to be active listening. But the fact of the matter is, is that that's the way that we build relationships with people. Yes. Um, and all we're doing is social media. We're just, it's the, the key thing is social. What we're doing is that we're taking our social attributes that we all have and then we're, we're putting them on, on, on um, um, in effect into a social network. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the more human we can be around that, Tim, good, the, good more, point. the good. more authentic. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, we, the, the words authentic and that is, but, but that's about being human. It's about being ourselves. Yeah. And, 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 and I, as I said earlier on, there's nothing wrong about being ourselves because what too many people do is try and be liked by everybody. And we know we can't be liked by everybody. Yeah. There'll always be people that don't like us. Yeah. And, and so, that, and, and actually, in, I mean, your, your podcast is about leadership. You know, more than ever right now, we need our leaders to be themselves. Yes. To be empathetic. You know, um, you know, the, the, you know, when, you know, I, I don't have children, but, you know, if, if I did have children and I'm working from home and they run in, that, that, 
that's what happens. That's life. And, and a dog, you know, the dog comes in or whatever, whatever it is. And, and we shouldn't try and put us, you know, we are like everybody else. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we all have, we all make mistakes. We all have um, things that we've done wrong. Um, and we, and we live with those and that's what being human's about. Um, and I think, you know, right now, more than anything else, as a leader, people want to see that you are like them. Yes. And, and, and the more that you can do that, um, great example is Richard Branson, who's done a fantastic PR job at being empathetic. And then we found out that he's not paid any tax in the country for 14 years. Um, and, and the whole thing kind of falls down like a house of cards. Yeah. Um, but so, so don't be somebody that you're not. No. Um, but there's nothing, you know, if, if you've got children, tell people about it. You know, there's a friend of mine who's, who's, um, has a non-speaking autistic child. And, and, and I said, you need to tell people about this on social. I can't do that. I can't do that. So I said, you, you, it's you, it's you, you know, you can't go to certain meetings because of, of, yeah. of Hector, you know, you can't do so because of Hector, but I can't tell. So, so anyway, she, she, she basically wrote a blog about her relationship with Hector. And, um, I mean, you, you already put, putting your head to one side because you know it, it. It would be it's from the heart. Yeah. And she's got so many. So, someone said to her, "How did you get this meeting with this VP?" Um, well, he has an autistic child. <laughs> what did you talk about? Autism. <laughs> what do yeah. you think we talked about? You know, and and yeah, yeah. And, and we have these things, and they and and actually, people love that. Yeah. Uh, and and this is not I'm not telling you to boast that you have an autistic. No, but it's about but, being... yeah. But it's about what we do is we form connections with you, yeah. and we're using social as an ability to form connections. And as a leader, you've got an ability to connect with more more, more people yeah. than your ordinary people can do. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important as a leader that you use social as that ability to reach out to not just your, your people, yeah. but your prospects and your customers and the people that influence those people. Absolutely. I mean, it's leadership. You know, you talked about scale. You know, it's leadership at scale, isn't yes. it? It's that opportunity to, uh, I mean, in, on the podcast, I've heard, you know, from, from other people that have, uh, you know, other guests, and they've talked about that, that they've heard things from team members, ideas, insights, you know, things that they would just never ordinarily get the opportunity to ever listen to because their paths would never cross, mm. you know, either because of geography or hierarchy. Uh, they would never usually ordinarily be able to hear the voices of these other people. And yet they're giving them great ideas and great insights and great feedback. And they can listen and learn and then connect through social technologies. You and, know? and, you know, the, the, the NHS is a great example in COVID-19 where, okay, they haven't empowered the people, but the people have just done it themselves. Because yeah. I get salespeople coming to me all the time saying, we're desperate for, for doing social selling. And I say, well, what's your management think? They say, they don't know what, they, they, they don't even use, they, they can't even um, order a taxi through Uber. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the digital divide that we have, which is that we have people understanding that, that, that unless they do something, they're not going to be relevant. Yeah. And the NHS was, is a great example where people, um, 
empowered themselves to go out and talk and say, you need to do this yes. because otherwise this is what's going to happen. Yes. And, and, and in the UK, brand USS, NHS, you know, it used to be that the armed forces were the number one brand of, in effect, like, you know, we all help for heroes and stuff. Yes. But no, no one remembers that anymore. It's now the NHS, you know, we go outside on Thursday and we clap oh, for the NHS. Yeah. Everybody does it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you don't do it, people will drag you out of the house and force oh, you. Yeah. It's a joke, but... Yeah. Um, but but it's, it's kind of like that. And they've generated that brand by impact, well, by having people going online and talking in authentic voices yeah. about the challenges that they have. Yeah. And people go, I get that and I'm with you. Yeah. And companies can do that. Not quite so easy because they'll try and put adverts out and ruin it. But the key thing is to get people to talk in an authentic voice. Absolutely. And you have got people, as a leader, you have a voice. Yep. And, and your people have a voice as well. And this is the most powerful thing that there is in this world. So when I'm going to finish on that bit. That companies only have one unique selling point today because all products are the same. The only unique selling point you have are your people. Yeah. And, and the only way that you're going to be relevant today is by empowering those people and the leaders in your business to talk authentically on social. You cannot buy the ad space. You cannot buy that with cold calling and you cannot buy it by spamming people with emails. No. So throw away all your MarTech. It's a waste of money and empower people to talk authentically on social. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. And, um, and so Tim, before we wrap up, you know, cause I feel like we've done, uh, you know, you've given so many insights, you've given us, absolute steps oh, I'm a bit passionate about this you t- oh, well you know you and me both you know it's wonderful it's wonderful you know, and 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 that's what really has been so heartfelt about this podcast that I didn't set out with that in mind but I want to break through and just the message is you just be people you know people are people people are great uh, most of the time and and so use your people you know optimize your people give them the tools give them the power give them the trust uh, yes, it's trust. It, it is. You know, we you know every we had a lot of people that said before COVID nineteen that there's no way we can my people can work from home. They have to be in the office. There you go. Now, 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 those people may actually still be going to the office, but most people are working from home. Now, yes. if you don't trust those people, you've hired the wrong people, yes. or you have the the wrong managers. You know, business is based on trust, and and, and some so something has to give. Yeah. And in most cases, I think now we recognize that, uh, you know, at my previous company, five years ago, we were told, um, because we were a technology company, they said, you can't travel. Um, we, uh, you need to use technology. We're, we're a technology company, therefore you do it. And everybody complained. And it made no impact on revenues. And in fact, because no one traveled, we increased our margin by 15%. Uh, in the UK, that was, and we make a billion. We made a billion dollars US. In, so you work. What's a fifteen percent of a billion dollars? Yeah, not an insurmountable sum. Money. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so that that's the difference. We have to trust our people, and we have to trust the people on social. Absolutely. Now, there are risks, and I can go through a whole load of social selling. Uh, not social selling, but social media programs that have gone wrong. Waitrose is a famous oh. one where. Um, shop at Waitrose and people would put things like I shop at Waitrose because there's poor, I don't like poor people and stuff yeah. which if you're American it probably don't understand the context for that but, yeah. but trust me that is very funny 
But the, the biggest risk that you have about is not being present. The biggest risk you have is that your clients, your customers, your influencers are on social and you're not visible. Exactly. And, and if you're not visible, you're not on the shortlists. Yep. And you'll never know. All that will happen is that you'll have a bad quarter yep. and you'll go, it's COVID-19. Yep. That's why we're having a bad quarter. Yep. And then we have another bad quarter. So you'll file the sales manager. And then you'll have another bad quarter. Yeah. And then you may not have a company because the cash has run out. Mm. And that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reality today that all of the things that we had before COVID-19 don't work. Nope. We have to do something different yep. before the money runs out. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, it drives influence, you know, that visibility. You, you, that is where you're visible. You know, your visibility drives influence. And social channels, I mean, there was a piece, I mentioned it in the book, it's a piece of research by PwC last year. I think it came out. You know, social channels are the most influential channels for purchase decisions. That's where we go for ideas. It's where we're looking around. It may not be where we click. Because, you know, some of the channels aren't designed that way. But boy, are they influential in our share of mind and, and, and influencing our, our purchasing decisions. Yeah. And um, so I've just re read the um, Neil Schaefer book on influencer marketing. Um, and um, he has, he, he, he's got a fact quite towards the back of it about lurkers. Uh -huh. um, and, and, it is, and, and, and so the, the, someone came up with this view that it's, it's that 90% of the people on social are lurkers, which is that they consume content, but they don't necessarily tweet or, or, or post. Yep. And, I, and I think there was a figure that he says that actually on Twitter, most, pe most Twitter users don't tweet. No, I think it's about 56% of accounts don't tweet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, and, and the reason for that is that people are using it to seek information. Absolutely. And, and I've had people come to me saying, I've been following you for three years. The first time it happens is a bit creepy, um, but afterwards it, you kind of you get used to it. Which is, I've read, read all your stuff, and then I'll get on a call, and they'll go, and they're like, and they're and they're repeating my words back to me. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, is that ninety percent of the people are lurkers. So quite often you'll get people saying, "Oh yeah, this is all very interesting, Tim, but I don't use social as a way of posting, or I don't feel comfortable with it." That that may be so, yeah. but. But there are people out there that you are influencing who aren't necessarily posting. Yes. Um, and that's the, and, and they can be influential just you, as much as the CFO of GlaxoSmithKline yeah. or whatever big yeah. company it is that you want to try and get hold of. Hugely. I mean, in fact, when I did some research with leaders, a lot of them were using social media not to put messages out, but to watch and listen and learn. So, you know, if you want to get under their eyeballs, then you have to be visible. You know, you have to be out there. So um, and they are looking and learning. So, you know, that that is a truism. Um, so I suppose, you know, you've been using the channels for a long time. If if you just one piece of advice, what would you say to somebody who's kind of starting out and is worried about getting started on social you know it's just a bit there's trepidation I'm not sure I've got nothing to say what if nobody comments or likes or you know does what they're meant to do on social media what would your advice be um well the worst thing that can happen is nothing happens 
you know, you post something and nobody likes it and whatever. Um, you know, I, I, you know, you just need to get out and get onto social. You know, the first thing you need to do is, is, is to be on there. And I would say actually to listen. Yeah. And, um, um, and actually see what people are doing and see what people are saying. Now, that what they're doing and saying isn't necessarily best practice. Someone once gave me, um, in the days when we used to write letters to people, I said, I'll just take so-and-so's letter. And they said, don't ever take someone's letter because you take all their mistakes. You yeah. need to write it yourself. Yeah. So you do need to kind of find your way. But, you know, have a listen and, and look to see what, you know, see what your competitors are doing, see what your customers are doing, um, and see and... Um, and, and just get out onto social and, 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 and ha- start having conversations. And you will, I was talking to someone yesterday who um, I'm trying to get them to join us as an associate and he's tarted up his LinkedIn profile and he's posted something and he's had 10 people come to him and say, Hello, Dave, I haven't seen you for ages. God, what are you doing right now? And so from actually doing nothing, the serendipity moment of, Dave actually updating his LinkedIn profile on that has caused him to have 10 meetings. Yes. And and you will be surprised that certainly when you first get on, that that you will get people go, I didn't know you did that. Yes. And the worst thing that can happen is for them to say, I didn't know you did that, but we bought that six months ago. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Uh, But, but, you know, you just need to get out on there and you just need to have some conversations with people. Absolutely. And what about, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given, Tim? I mean, not just about social, it can be about anything, but what's the best piece of advice? I like the, I like the one about don't take the letter because you take all the mistakes. That's a nice piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. The, uh, so I was, so, so there is a saying about, um, uh, Um, um, never, never suffer fools gladly. That's the saying, because you're supposed to basically take people who are being foolish and tear them apart or something. But actually, um, I actually think it's the other way round that you need to suffer fools gladly, because I've been in meetings where people have said things which uh, everybody else went, "That's stupid," and you go, Is "No, it? actually, that's genius." Yeah, because like right now, we need to experiment we need and someone says what about doing this you go yeah. why not why not? let's experiment yeah and if it doesn't work hey it doesn't it didn't work, it work. But, but you know having somebody on the team that someone you know, it, 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 that said because everybody goes, oh yeah we tried that five years yeah. ago oh. it didn't work five years ago was a different place yes even, even before COVID-19 you know the yeah. the acceleration in terms of social and now that acceleration again with with COVID nineteen, yeah. you know, and, and any any ideas are a good idea, absolutely. Um, and put you know because th- th- those are the things that that can make a difference. Yeah, hugely. I mean, it's, it brings that creative element, isn't it? That is so often lacking a bit of energy back into the room. So um, I like to finish up the podcast, Tim, by asking you three questions. Um, and they're just kind of, they're big questions, but it's, it's you know, a bit shoot from the hip, see what you go with. So I'm going to fire these questions at you. The first question is, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Um, yeah, that's a difficult one because there's lots of things that I'd like to, to change. And, and of course it changes a, the, uh, a, a lot at the moment. Um, I actually think that, um, social, um, is a, is a great empowerer. Um, and I'm actually part of a organization, um, 
uh, created by a, a French lady uh, um, called Chloe. So I'm part of High Chloe Cloud. And what that is about is a, about empowerment of people with social. Now, what I, d- I don't mean necessarily empowering Richard Branson. I'm talking about anybody. Yeah. Wh- whoever you are can start a business with a mobile phone and with social media. Yep. And you can start a global company by doing that. Yes. Um, and, and what I would like to see is more people being empowered with, in effect, mobile, internet, social, and using that as a way to empower themselves to be, in effect, better in business. Yeah. Okay. Good. Fantastic. I like that. It'd be interesting to have a link to what that group is as well. That you know. Oh, yeah, I can do yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what about, I know you're a reader, I know you're a writer, fellow author. Uh, what about reading books? What's, what have you read recently that's inspired you? Um, the, the book that I've read recently is um, uh, Bernay Brown, uh, Dare to Lead. Brilliant. Um, and I've become a big fan of hers. Yeah. Uh, I'm now working, that's, that, that's her latest, and I'm working back on, working back on those books. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's fantastic. Um, you know, the ability to, to understand that you can be vulnerable and you can have shame and all those things. And you would expect to have those things as a leader. Absolutely. Um, and um, it's, it's a great. And even if you just go and watch her two TED Talks, yeah. um, they're, they're, they're inspirational. Fantastic. Yes, good. I've, I've got that on um, Audible as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, great listen, as well as a good read. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, might, even get it on, yeah. I might even get it on. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's good because it's her voice. Um, okay, and the best piece of advice you've, you've already told me about, haven't you? So we've, been, we've covered our three questions. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our guests about how they can find out more about the work that you do? Tim and where they can get hold of you and connect with you and um yeah so um you can find me on linkedin i'm timothy uh hughes uh hughes is spelled h-u-g-h-e-s yeah i'll make sure the links are in there yeah people often spell it wrong i'm timothy underscore hughes on twitter um and you can get a copy of my first book um social selling techniques to influence buyers and change makers from amazon worldwide um, and if you're thinking about doing it, I mean, I, I know I'm biased because um, I, I wrote the book, but it's most people book. I know, yeah. most people I know who have read the book have come to me and said, I didn't understand, but now I do. Yeah. Um, and that for me, it's, it's for, I've seen so many people's lives change. And come on, you know, it's 20 quid. Um, what's that? You know, 30, $30 on, on, on uh, Amazon. You know, it's a small price to pay in terms of basically making yourself a better person perfect okay well it's been wonderful to have you on the podcast thank you so much for joining me today i really look forward to getting this out there and um and sharing those insights thank you michelle You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it and indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes.
You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site too. So be sure to check those out. So for now, from me, Michelle Carville, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.